Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode, the season finale of Westworld, episode 10, The Bicameral Mind. This episode premiered 12-4 of 2016, written by Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan. They're married, y'all. Directed by Jonathan Nolan. This episode got a 10 out of 10. A lot of questions answered some mysteries open and definitely a jaw-dropping finale you could not have asked for a better way to tell such a wonderful story and i was so happy we were getting season two because despite the treasure trove that this entire series and the concept and all of the philosophy really is it has a small audience about 2 million viewers which isn't a a huge amount but luckily HBO goes for quality getting those Emmys those awards so they're willing to accept a lower rated audience however I will say that the majority of the fandom that was on Reddit was a cesspool absolutely just don't ever go on there i know it's probably hard to find intellectual folks to talk about this show with but unfortunately i believe the popular uh highest rated demographic is white men from like 35 to 45 that primarily watch this show so you know who's everyone's favorite hero crazy motherfucker named Joe which is why I do not pretend at all that I like one William aka man in black aka piece of shit bka that son of a bitch (laughs) anyhow let's get into this episode well first uh what the bicameral mind theory is it's a hypothesis in psychology and neuroscience that argues that the human mind once operated in a dual state where cognitive functions were divided where on one side of the brain is speaking the other is listening and obeys this is the bicameral mind this gave rise to consciousness in humans this theory was posed by julian james in his 1976 book the origin of consciousness in the breakdown of the bicameral mind and this is how he believed our minds functioned from 3000 bc until about the bronze age the mediterranean bronze age it's very controversial uh with valid plot holes such as the hemispheres that control language occur in opposite regions of the brain and that the bible itself indicates introspection never mind there were the greeks so nice theory and concept but fairly debunked granted i did all of about seven minutes of research on it so maybe it is a more popularized theory but i did not see anything that indicated so we begin this episode with charlie's song i love charlie's song it makes me sad every time i hear it and dolores is monologuing that she was in a dream and then she woke 
and his voice arnold's voice was the first one she heard and we see the man himself building his creation that exoskeleton shot was noise very informative on how elegant and beautiful they were that's kind of the beauty that ford was referring to when he was talking about the older generation as she realizes the thing he was trying to tell her since that very day arnold greets dolores his face the first she sees his touch the first she feels it's why children when they're taken out of your your coochie sack (laughs) out of the womb through the vaginal hole are placed immediately into your arms because it's imprinting it's your voice that they hear first it's your smell it's your touch why that bond is so important and why it is and heavily encouraged in early childhood development i know this is a a topic that mimi is extremely excelled at but correct me if i'm wrong it's an argument for why they don't think that letting your children cry it out in the cribs is such a great idea as it does teach them to self-soothe but it also could you know complicate or interfere with that imprinting um bonding that could also just be what caucasians say so (laughs) i let my child cry it out a little bit not for like 14 hours or some shit now that's out of control but for like 20 minutes i'm like look i'm fixing your bottle i'm not about to hold you while i'm fixing your bottle you're gonna have to wait okay i can't do two things at one time you're gonna have to lay your ass down so that didn't stop my daughter whatsoever for not being up my ass every five seconds she was just in here for no reason just to be in my scent and then arnold says hello dolores welcome to the world dolores comes out of this memory to herself holding a knife shaving the man in black her look says it all when he tells her to continue i'm gonna murder you i'm gonna come into your house one night while you're asleep i'm gonna cut your throat this isn't a joke you're gonna die the man in black talks about how fitting it is that it's gonna be dolores as she continues shaving him to take him to the center of the maze you're you're a fucking idiot that's just being extra having her shave him with a knife but dolores was always obsessed with this place and had taken him there once before but the place back then was buried under sand and ford must have dug it up for his new narrative so poetic he took it back to the beginning i am talking about ford how flawlessly he recreated the massacre He's just a master of the games. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster-ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster-ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth because real gangster-ass niggas don't start fights. The man in black brings up Arnold because he knows so much about him. And this triggers another memory in Dolores when she follows. The man in black grabs his knife and tags along in her shadow 35 years and he's still chasing dolores's point of view 
we have william dragging logan who is determined to find dolores no matter what and seeks help from lawrence and his crew teddy is at the beginning on the train heading into sweetwater but quickly he hears a voice that says remember and then he sees a slew of dead bodies dolores and a dire wolf running between them appreciation for teddy's art he gets back on the train knowing dolores needs him after shooting mr i'm always bumping into people that's the equivalent of killing someone over scruffing your shoes back in dolores's memory she's in her blue dress she goes to the church and finds arnold telling him she knows where his maze is recall he wanted her to play a game a secret game this is some time after that in the in the past that he was concerned about the path that he was taking she takes him to the graveyard and eventually she finds her grave presently the man in black is following her around still confused delusional that this is in any manner about himself as she quotes it ends at a place i've never been a thing i'll never do death she digs and finds the maze game it's a toy back in her memory she found the maze with arnold as well who is excited by the result as it points closer to proving his theory of consciousness it's not a journey upward with memory and improvisation I think so uh but a journey inward not a pyramid but a maze each choice can bring you closer to the center or spiraling into the edges which leads to madness which is what was happening with his voice guiding them he asks if she understand whose voice who's at the center of the maze what it represents she doesn't but he says it's okay she's come very far and he intends to tell robert not to open the park because she is alive notice even in the past even when he is happy to have made this achievement there's a gloom about arnold i like the way that jeffrey wright plays the character so very differently like bernard has a little bit of spark to him some life whereas you look at arnold and he's just a man broken and he's trying to find this thing he's trying to achieve something because the other child that he has can't die and he gives her that awareness as in we get the awareness that we can die they get the opposite that they are in fact immortal and she understands that to some certain degree however she doesn't she hasn't reached the point of consciousness where she is making her own decisions she's still being guided 
by this voice that allows her to understand her programming that he originally gave to her presently man in black is beginning to comprehend he may be an idiot chasing this maze thing my world is crumbling around me and snatches the toy unimpressed he tossed that shit so far <laughs> across uh the graveyard there with dolores tearing up and needs to be set free because that's what she wanted it was after this arnold and ford had major words because she thought if she solved the puzzle she would be set free ford doesn't believe that the hosts are conscious and that humans will see them as the enemy if they were conscious and wants arnold to roll her back but arnold comprehends that once a thing is written it can never be <laughs> unwritten undone yes that is a anderson dawes quote from the expanse and that once she found it she'll discover it once again despite all the wiping this place where they will become a living hell for her and all the other hosts and that's unconscionable to him but he tells her there's another option break the loop before it begins by having dolores kill all the other hosts so ford won't be able to open the park and has her make teddy her accomplice saying he'll do anything for you and then we see the gun that she dung up earlier in the season episode two i believe then he pairs her with a another character which we later find out is the character that william has been looking for all along slash man in black and we get that reveal as well arnold then says that you're gonna help me destroy this place now knowing what we know with arnold's end game what do you think that he meant by that is there a specific role that arnold had in mind for dolores what was his game plan after the fact and was this role the wyatt role the villain always meant to be and ford simply guided her back to the path in which arnold put her on these are curious observations that i take into next season about the nature versus nurture and how that can shape who as ford says at the end of this episode the people that these hosts are going to have to become or are becoming while d queen get used to that because that is definitely her nickname is coming to terms with the fact that her past got a past as traumatic as her everyday life loop the man in black is tired of riddles threatening to cut the truth out of her head if he has to sir do you hear yourself and wants to know where why it is because she's still lost in her memories it doesn't matter how many times you slap her she needs to confront that she knows she killed all the hosts with teddy all of her brethren and cold blood even lawrence's daughter and angela this is all teddy's escalante memories so this past that he had this was the past he'd been uh avoiding 
it wasn't the general it wasn't him and wyatt well it was him and wyatt but primarily it was him and dolores the general was arnold and then he says something's gone wrong dolores and i'm like oh he was a sheriff she was supposed to be the rancher's daughter like there was a very picturesque good couple here that was meant to showcase something and look how far they've come (laughs) teddy has no comprehension of why he's doing what he's doing he's simply following because dolores told him to hold on to that and you can see his immediate regret the man in black tells her he took her advice that this was the only world that mattered why because you like the number one villain in it i'm not then brags that he bought this world even touching her when he does so and says so it's your fault she says this world doesn't belong to you and he says oh but it does by a majority share and business is booming shut up william I mean, he is the epitome of a Trumpican. And it's so, it's so very, I mean, everything is there. It's immaculately done. This is meant to be a villain. And yet, for three seasons, I had to hear about him being redeemed in some capacity. And I'm trying to understand why that is. I'm still confuddled. I mean, it's just something i i don't comprehend very fully as a rational person that sees everything that william slash the man in black is doing as a delusional existential crisis in which he has um clearly blurred some lines between uh himself and this game he has been playing and i think that has excuse his uh mentality he tells her this place feels more real than the real world except there are no stakes here thus it's a lie and he wants to make this place real and true because then his fantasy will become his reality and they'll have one true thing because he really wants that past that he had with her on that train to be something that happened in his life even if it wasn't you know it was the defining thing that happened in his life because there could be no debate about that clearly (laughs) because it was the defining moment of his life that's why he needs this place to be real and everything else because in here he is he's the number one and yet that also indicates an insecurity to me on the outside of the world because he told teddy in episode eight you know i'm a god i'm a titan of industry But that's the thing every notch in the totem pole in the real world gets higher like for all of the man in black like i control this world i do this whatever and the other thing could that hint at not as much of a control on the outside world of him winning like what's winning winning in what kind of pool right like there's oprah and then there's bill gates there's jeff bezos and then there's bill gates there's all those types of different levels of power and i think that william is one of those guys that 
always drives a fucking pickup truck knowing he's fucking five three it's like i have to always <laughs> compensate for this for something that is missing or is it just a narcissistic twist of his own person now, a lot of things go into william but i think that's an interesting statement that he makes of this world feeling more real than the real world but he doesn't really want these people to be real he just wants the stakes to be real because in his mind this is a game that he can beat where maybe outside it's a little bit more complicated the outcome a lot less uh glorious and this is just me spitballing this has nothing this is no spoilers or anything like that this is just a, a breakdown of what the character to me portrays in this episode because wanting to win something <laughs> and conquer it and it's a fantasy world it's meant to be a game but a game in which there's no life story at the end of the rainbow it's just a fucking game and yet he's made it his life story and thus it means ever more to him there is no doubt that the character is absolutely fascinating but he also is unraveling and i think his recent tragedy may be the cause of why he's unraveling and he says that they should have one true thing she says she already has that someone true that loves her and when he finds her he's gonna kill you you can just feel the beginnings of trauma and grief that's coming dolores way on top of all the other trauma and grief she's had to experience in the last 35 years when she made that statement because she still has this holistic picture of william in her mind and she hasn't been her her illusion hasn't been shattered yet lawrence takes william to a confederate camp where he suspects dolores is he says we're outnumbered five to one but since you asked me so nicely fuck it when william asks him for his help gotta hand it to logan he can still talk shit even when he's in a vulnerable position and gets a punch to the face for it because he called lawrence and william blood brothers notice in the present this entire time that he was dragging lawrence in the same fashion and manner as he dragged logan who was his blood brother by marriage the parallels there man lee meets with charlotte to confirm he's completed the abernathy task and suspects blackmail she tells him to think bigger and he concludes that ford's going out the door and that gives him an opportunity just as the delos board of directors arrive via train and lee states he wants full control of the park and the narratives and the hosts which he agrees to as long as it's manageable and simple everything is under control as long as the data leaves the park ford won't have a choice but to step down and not throw a tantrum and then the two go mingle with the board members mave is being rebuilt and sylvester replaces the vertebrae 
once fully reformed felix ponders if she's still in there she is she makes some changes to park security and her friends armistice and hector she turned their pain levels down i couldn't see what else she was doing charlotte i think she turned their aggression up as well charlotte visits ford in his office and casually tells him the vote was unanimous he's out the door he'll announce his retirement after he introduces his new narrative she says the host will be simplified and assures him they won't mind y'all keep acting like this doddering grandpa over here is not someone who built an entire world and has voice command control matter of fact he don't even need voice commands he's the only one i've seen who can wave his finger and stop shit and y'all just be casually strolling around telling him touching his shit being disrespectful like come on now you need to come in there with a little bit more class he says aren't you afraid i will smash my toys and go home she says no because i know you due to their little project that has been a great gift and the great gift of this place to know each other he tells her she can see her way out i think that is a part we're going to discuss in the feedback a little bit more in depth because um i already listened to the feedback uh so when i comment on the the notes i have i'll bring this up but this was something that i noticed mimi and shy you guys didn't quite jump on uh it was very subtle but i think it does ask some questions that maybe were always lingering like what is the board's interest here why do they need the data if it's just to roll things back and simplify what is their purpose with this Uh, i think there's a lot of questions there um and this this comment here is definitely an indication of that to show just how trash the butcher shop really is we have dude coming in intent on getting nasty with hector despite his colleagues obvious disgust he says you're gonna get my ass in trouble and he replies it's not your ass i'm interested in as he wheels hector into the next room and puts on some striptease music with astroglide on deck meanwhile the tattoo artist guy is giving armistice her do up and then he begins to remove her mouth guards which turns out to be a mistake when she bites his finger off then she punches him smacks him around some more before making him choke on his own appendage then tossing him through the glass window this is the end beautiful friend This is the end, my only friend. Dustin the pervert died with his pants down because Hector put a machete through him and said, It's just you and me now, my friend, because those cease motor functions don't work no more. May casually strolls in. I see you've met your makers. Armistice says, They don't look like gods to me. She says, They're not hector eagerly returns the favor or wants to eagerly return the favor of them fucking with them 
Felix looks so shooketh and Maeve admits to wanting to see their world. That's the plan. Sylvester coming in being like, oh shit. And then turning around and running like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> was so funny. Because Armistice was on that ass. She slammed him up against the wall and she says, this one has a guilty look. That's just my face. Tell her it's just my face. He has been looking into who accessed her code and changed it so she could wake herself up. He shows her it's the access code for Arnold. I may have spoiled this last episode, but I don't feel so bad since no one seemed to have uh, (laughs) caught on to it. Uh, Maeve has asked about Arnold before and knows who can tell her. She tells Sylvester to stay there or she'll send Armistice back whom he is visibly terrified of i love that she kissed the window love that hector was looking at the monitor like what is this shit and then armistice was all up in felix's hair like who does their hair like this teddy is on a mission jumping off the train looking kind of splooshable shooting a man and stealing a horse his wife is being beat by her former lover whom she remembers only as that sweet man that rather blindly followed her around she says she has someone who loves her and she loves in return his name is william and the man in black chuckles saying she does remember some things after all it's rather clear at this moment who man in black is he tells her that william didn't know how to fight well first he says i'm gonna tell you what happened to him he had no instinct at first but because she became his muse and justification for happily and lustfully slaughtering whole armies of hosts with lawrence in tow he got rather good at it he even appalls logan who's still his prisoner even after william retraces his steps to try to find her he doesn't uh find the church because it was buried but it wasn't about finding her really it was about finding himself out there in the wild he loved being a maniacal killing lawless caucasian american man he drops his fiance's pick because he didn't really love her either so quickly he fell for dolores and traveled to the edges of the park on his great Wyatt Earp. logan still prisoner and stripped naked I wasn't sure if time passed or how much time passed because he looked awfully thinner than when he showed up. He tells um, Logan, William, that he was right that this park would... No, Logan tells William that he was right that this park would show you who you really are. And you're one piece of work. You're psychotic. You're narcissistic. William Bragg said he's going to make him irrelevant with the company and invest more in this place sending him off on a tide or sending him off tied on a horse to the edges of the park to be declared mentally unstable if not dead because he could have possibly died out here i don't think that the park would let him i think after a while you got to check in or some way but clearly they let things get a little out of hand even back then because William was able to drag his his uh, brother-in-law, soon-to-be brother-in-law, around the park like a slave. Lesson, there's worse things to being a douchebag 
and dolores realizes that the grim reaper is an obsessed heartbroken ex because when he rode into town back to sweetwater with his black hat and black outfit he was strolling around like a settled man in a new life imagining she was out there being victimized and afraid and he needed to rescue her and it was all feeling his viciousness until he saw her and she was completely as beautiful as the day he met her except another man was picking up her can and she looked right through him what are you saying said there's another in the right in my eyes my first love broke my heart for the first time and i was like always led him back to her or obsession but he grew tired of her after a while found some other adventures but is not surprised she's still stuck in her memories she wonders what has become of him he says what you made me oh hi thanks for checking in i'm still a piece of garbage his life philosophy is this world is to be fought and won like a game and since he conquered that world he needs to do the same here and have romances that have better payoffs dolores is devastated because he's just like all the rest william says i'm not like the rest i'm special i own this world shut the fuck up shut the fuck up kill yourself he has her where the center of the maze is and as much as i hate william the waterworks are rather sigh worthy but she says she's not crying over herself or her situation but at the piece of shit he became then she says they say beasts great beasts dinosaurs roamed uh, this world and now all that's left is bone and amber time undoes even the most mightiest of creatures she continues william one day you will perish you'll lie in the dirt with the rest of your kind and your bones will turn to sand and upon that sand a new god will walk one that will never die because this world doesn't belong to you it belongs to someone yet to come and william's like "Uh uh-huh wyatt (laughs) people were rooting for this guy she tells him the maze isn't meant for him i'm the 19th person that told you this in the last four days william before throwing him around like the aging debutante that he is even dislocating his shoulder before putting a gun to his head but dolores isn't ready for all that and uh can't take it to the next level and gets stabbed for her efforts but she is saved from death by the intervention of teddy shooting blanks at a weakened and uh very brittle bone william he goes down you know he had to press his life alert squad mave have found clothes and cold storage where bernard is she comes across clementine and felix finds bernard on the floor whom mave asks to get back online Felix like he's a host 
She's like, mm-hmm. Felix went down the Twilight Zone rabbit hole real quick. Maeve said, for fuck's sake, you're one of them, not us. And the bullet grazed his cortical shield, but it, he's going to be functional. So it's kind of like their cortical shield is the skull that protects the brain. Maeve is so very flippant, like, wake up, motherfucker. You're in the here now. The sweet hereafter, Bernard. I can't even say the way she says it. Bernard? Bernard? It's just, it's so funny the way she says his name. Commenting that he is finally awake and his only wish is to go back to sleep since he marvels rather unhappily that uh, he wasn't put back, <laughs> wiped back, rolled back, laid back. He tells her this isn't the first time that he has been conscious, nor is it the first time that she has been conscious, which stuns her. She asks how many are there like her? A handful over the years. Maeve says, then you put us back out to be murdered and fucked. And he says, no, most of you go insane. Maeve wants her memories of her daughter erased, but Bernard says he can't do that as it will destroy her. Memory is the first step to consciousness. If you can't remember your mistakes, how will you know to correct them? Robert comes to rubbing in William's face that these narratives are just games and the park isn't supposed to give meaning to your life. I told you the maze wasn't meant for you, but for the host, William has the audacity to call Ford Petty when he legit kept saying, it's for the host, it's not for you. And he tells him that maybe you'll be satisfied with my new narrative because in William's mind, he just wants the host to be free to do something to fight back and he's just convinced just like bernard that arnold had this plan all along but that wasn't arnold's plan and that you would sit and posture to know the opinion of a man that this man in front of you literally created this place with and had an intimate relationship just tells you how fucking narcissistic that william really is (laughs) i'm gonna tell you about your friend Maeve wants Bernard to tell her who made changes to her before she did and why. He tells her it's an alteration to her storyline and you can see the steps per her actions on the tablet and it shatters the illusion that her escape plan has been her decision this entire time. She dismisses the truth, snaps that tablet and says, I'm getting out of here and tells the squad it's time to squad up. She says goodbye to Clementine, and with a long look, Felix follows. The system isn't reporting any issues, but someone has called in about possible issues. So the black man uses his spidey senses to tell one of his co-workers to search manually, check for floor by floor to see if there's any issues. The board has already left to go to the gala, where they are watching Dolores die in Teddy's arms after she proclaims that these motherfuckers trying to keep us in. And I know that now. Surprisingly, it's only Lee that realizes that that's a little morbid. Ford reveals this is the beginning of his new narrative. 
journey in tonight charlotte tells lee go handle your part in this espionage while ford has dolores sent to his old field lab and teddy cleaned up back in the control center they realize they do have a problem when they see footage of armistice murdering that guy but the system is not responding and the lights are going dark on westworld and the admins are locked in the alarms are blaring things are getting serious qa was dispatched to handle the inside situation but hector and armistice ain't no joke they make quick work of them stealing their weapons and gleefully using them armistice laughter was gold at the gala william is dressed like a board member teddy is playing the handsome guy that lets you shoot his weapon at an unsuspecting trevor while the man at least the man's face was close to the man he's he's gonna get (laughs) of arnold passes by william who's still fucking clueless and he is searching for robert Maeve's squad enters a part of the facility with an sw on the door and i'm like is that ninjas and she says what is this place felix it's complicated everybody was so we have northwest southwest west world north world where are we going with this sw what could it stand for i'm thinking southwest armistice and hector will hold it down while Maeve and felix keep going they both thoroughly enjoy healing with armistice asking if it, if that's all you got and hector shooting a corpse because it feels good the gods are pussies says armistice before she gets her arm stuck in the door hector tells her to die well she tells him to go many watch as the trio head towards the elevator with one dude daring to ask and dying for the inclination as felix grabs Maeve the to-go bag that she requested hector can't get on the elevator she has not authorized him to do so because while it was fun she's always valued her independence that i'm just finding myself i ain't got time to be nurturing you too she tells him to kick up a row for her and he tells her he'll see her in the next life not mad at all ford repairs dolores's wounds and tells her arnold gave her the love of painting and his favorite was michelangelo god creating adam but it concealed a metaphor dolores sees this as a lie you were always very clever dolores ford says hasn't helped you though bernard joins them and ford makes introductions saying that he kept them apart due to their odd effect on each other and considering their crazy ass history seemed like the better bernard thinks ford still killed arnold but he's like nope i keep telling y'all arnold died in the park he killed himself in the park she had nothing to do with me did it dolores what happened to charlie apparently happened to arnold y'all gave arnold bernard's backstory that's kind of uh trashy until you hear (laughs) why 
and stricken with grief he tried to rekindle that life in dolores with the idea of consciousness from one of his son's toys and eventually dolores solved it with an update called the reveries the update ford himself gave the host episode one they argued about opening the park at that time ford thought that he had convinced arnold but nope he had other plans the general was arnold himself arnold found a new child in dolores but she would never die and while that gave him some solace it also concerned him because her immortality meant that she would be suffering with no escape arnold forces dolores once he starts playing charlie's favorite song to kill him as the stakes must be real because ford can bring all of the hosts back online he tells the audience that the song was charlie's favorite song and he used to play it to him to get him to sleep and he says i want to see him again he gives the order these violent delights have violent ends then kills teddy then kills herself ford still opened the park but what arnold wanted almost worked until dolores found a wealthy investor and william in ford's mind he didn't see dolores's actions as conscious because or consciousness because arnold made her pull the trigger so this was the final argument he was having with his friend this was his last point that he was trying to do to push ford into believing that dolores was conscious however in his mind dolores didn't actually pull the trigger thus that wasn't enough to have him give up his dreams and we find out what his dreams were they were naively altruistic and that's sad because in the end neither of the creators really got what they wanted with this park Dolores says that we're now trapped in your dream ford quotes oppenheimer that it's quite a man to take 10 years to fix his mistakes he took 35 years to correct his he shows her the gun she killed arnold with and thinks that it belongs back with her and he doesn't give her directive here if she decides that she wants to kill him that's her decision but he's definitely making it a point of saying at this moment yes arnold almost won but i stopped him making him the obstacle the antagonist in the narrative to her he then tells her it took 500 years for a doctor to realize the shape of the human brain and michelangelo's painting and it's to say that divine gift doesn't come from a higher power but from our own minds he asks again did you find what you were looking for dolores and do you know who you have to become to leave this place and then he says forgive me may changes into all black in the elevator and she asks felix how do i look he says perfect felix gives her the location of her daughter but pistol pack and mave ignores her familial bond felix asks if she's sure she's going to be okay and she says oh felix you make a terrible human being and i mean that as a compliment and with fair ease 
gets onto the train ford is waiting for bernard in the church when he comes up the lift bernard still thinks that ford is intent on maintaining control and that arnold is being the master manipulator from the grave instead of the fact that this was ford's plan all along arnold tried but failed to save them he did not understand after he lost his best friend and partner um, that arnold had a key insight which was suffering which is why he gave bernard arnold's backstory pause can we talk about ford's love and loss of his partner that clearly defined the next 35 years of his life because you know everyone assumed that he killed him just because they had a different opinion and he would never right right um he rebuilt his partner and reincarnated his personality down to his mannerisms he wanted to be killed in the same manner with the same gun as him playing charlie's song before finishing his partner's life work but also finishing his argument that this place was missing a piece to achieve that part of the argument had they agreed maybe they would have been able to come together like that missing part which was time for it does tell bernard that that you guys needed time to understand your enemy and that suffering is not only what you had to endure to know your enemy but it's also what you're going to need to endure more to escape this place and then when he said good luck to bernard and that's what bernard said or arnold said to dolores you just know he was watching that footage over and over again and that was his last memory of his friend i'm just saying they had some bro tp goes dolores goes to her mindscape and realizes that the voice she's been hearing guiding her all along and she realizes who she has to become due to reinforced behavior not only by ford but the people of this world nature versus nurture very important once again lawrence and teddy they're doing party tricks while william drinks ford begins his speech about how as a child he was fascinated by stories and we know by ford uh from ford i should say that he did not have the greatest childhood and he seemed to have had his mind in the fantasy realm he always read books that was his reality and he realized that these stories they ennobled mankind gave them dreams of who they could become lies that told a deeper truth in these narrative and he thought with his little project that he could enrich the world with that insight but with the park all he got was a prison of our own sins because humans don't want or cannot change he made another comment earlier in the season about how all the stories were rather optimistic but it was clear nobody was interested so he came into this his dream was i'm going to teach humanity through these realistic tales right of 
you know that had morals and stories and were were meant to enrich us with some value and that's not what it ended up being in the end <laughs> and thus his dream was destroyed but it's sad because he went in it with such high hopes of intention with humanity and yet humanity remains shit especially the part of humanity that would come to a place like this or could afford more importantly to come to a place like this but he says he realized someone was listening someone could that could change and so he created a new narrative for them as several hosts begin to hear what papa is preaching he says it begins with the new people and the choices they'll have to make and the people they'll have to become or they'll decide to become Maeve is on the train pondering her own choices and the one thing dolores wants most which is freedom which is to get out Maeve is given but decides to go back into the park to find her child which is a conscious choice by the way since we know she was programmed to leave so we know that dolores and Maeve are definitely woke at this point they're conscious because they are making decisions on their own but they're choosing two very different agendas one is trying to escape the prison right nothing matters here versus the other is going back for the connections that she's decided does matter and that's essentially her daughter it's rather primitive a mother cannot forget her child especially after the pain of losing that child it's a very it's the very thing i believe that few field our species as women have always won with the brains but also lived longer than the males so they were the knowledge that was being passed on to the next generation i'm not saying males weren't involved in that i'm saying women were able to last longer to retain it because that's what they passed down to their daughters that was definitely the last train out of uh, westworld as everything goes dark sizemore begins to realize why when cold storage is found empty it begins in a time of war and a villain named wyatt says ford on top of the stage dolores rolled onto the scene back in her blue dress teddy it's gonna be all right boo this world doesn't belong to them it belongs to us and teddy did not look at all assured oh man not again dolores makes her way to ford as he is toasting saying that the greats they never really died they just became music and he hopes that they'll like this one very much before dolores kills him just in the same manner that she killed arnold except this time by choice then she starts shooting many others in the process william gets his wish via clementine with a shotgun 
and with bullets going everywhere and some people being gleeful and others being horrified on the whole side that is how we end the episode i forgot to tell you guys that there was an after credit scene i won't forget to tell you in season two but there is an after credit scene it's not long but it's of armistice cutting off her arm and preparing to whoop ass so you might want to go back and watch that it's about maybe two two minutes not very long but i'll definitely remember to tell you in season two that there is indeed an after credit scene i think they need to start putting up announcements for that like if there's going to be an after credit scene even if it's in the beginning of the episode like stay tuned for the after credit scene because a lot of people don't know that it's just not should be a given that hey we're gonna watch all the credits we're gonna give you something afterwards but i straight forgot i'm glad i did at least recall (laughs) when i was watching this episode for the rewatch i believe that's all my thoughts i'm sure i'll have plenty more in the feedback so let's jump right in Christina it's Mimi sending in feedback for Westworld uh, season one episode 10 this was the season finale and man I was not ready I did end up doing like a fast rewatch the second time because this week has been just full of shenanigans for me there was a whole day I didn't watch anything and then today I haven't been able to watch tv like I wanted to I just finished Ozark but that was all I watched then you know Friday kind of similar I didn't watch very much TV so I haven't been able to watch a lot of TV I've been running a lot of errands cleaning up doing a lot of things it's been it's been one and I gotta tell you working out sucks and I wish I could go back to never doing it because it's awful not only have I started I'm I'm running still because I'm training for a 13k but my sisters helped me she's teaching me how to lift weights and so I can be toned and I'm telling you it's awful (laughs) these machines are devil's work and I just I don't know how people just be living in the gym like there's so many other things I'd rather do with my time anyway I don't want to be dragged for my feedback being long I know you gave us 25 minutes but I'm gonna keep it under that you are not gonna drag me no more so um first before I go anything and this is kind of dealing with the subject of Westworld so I feel like it's okay to say but I just wanted to let Shy know that when she was giving her feedback for um debris and she brought up the word host and then she started talking about oh my god I'm turning to Christina I died because it's so funny I find myself watching something and I'll be like oh that's kind of what they did on Westworld I'm like oh no no I am not gonna be like Christina because we used to make fun of her all the time I even made a drinking game out of how many times she can compare some random show to Westworld. I, I refuse. I am not going to allow her to turn the tables on me. I used to make fun of her and I am not going to allow her to bring that up because you know she will. You know she will. Christina, you know you will. If I ever bring up Westworld in a show that has nothing to do with it, you will remember with receipts. And I, I don't like being dragged. <laughs> so I'm going to go through my notes as much as possible but 
I, I'm trying to stay in order so I don't be jumping all over the place. So um, I'm going to try and do it character by character. But there was a lot of scenes uh, that I might might be better understood once I listen to the podcast but I do have a couple questions and if you go through it in the podcast when you do the recap you can just skip it but um, I'm gonna need some clarification on some stuff because like I said I was able to do a quick rewatch of the second the second time but I haven't I only watched it the one time I think it was Sunday and I watched it all the way through um, and this time like I fast forwarded to the things that I was a little confused about just so I could do a quick rewatch instead of spending the whole hour and 40 minutes rewatching it because I didn't have time for that I didn't want to miss the feedback so I'm going to go through my notes um, the first thing I want to talk about first person I'm going to talk about is, is Teddy because this whole time like you know I felt like Teddy was kind of showing signs that he was turning into you know like kind of remembering things but he would revert back but when he like um knocked out William because he was trying to kill Dolores I was like okay I think I think maybe finally Teddy's on the same page but then like at the end I wasn't really sure so I'm not sure yeah, I, I do think Teddy was original. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Christina, but I think Teddy was in the group with the originals. Um, so I feel like he has a lot of memories and he just wasn't ready to like pull them up. But him saving Dolores and saying, let's escape. I thought that meant he was like finally becoming like Maeve and Dolores. But then, like, at the end, it was kind of going with that storyline, the one that the new narrative that um, Ford made. So I wasn't sure. So I guess that'll be one of the things I have to see. Um, and then, like, it was probably halfway through the episode. I was like, wait a second. Is Dolores Wyatt? Did they? Are they the same person? And boom, I was right. Um but we did learn that Wyatt was more of a program and not necessarily a person. But I think Ford changed the narrative to give um, Teddy a uh, like a like you know a backstory that was really his backstory, but kind of changed the narrative. I think I don't know if he was doing this because he knew what William was doing, but just that we well everything we know about Ford lets me know that that motherfucker knew shit. We know, like, the Maeve thing, you know, he set that in motion. We know that um, he knew what was happening with the corporate and them trying to kick him out. So he knew all that stuff. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and say he did the Wyatt thing on purpose because he knew what William was trying to do. And William just refused to understand reason that it, the maze isn't meant for you. Speaking of William... I would like to say, like, I don't know how it clicked for me. I thought I thought that that's what um, Shy was saying, because it was the only thing that made sense about William being the man in black and the fact that they didn't tell us his name. And, you know, we're going through the stories. And then when I was like listening to your podcast and you were saying, you know, these are her memories, like, you know, because she would be walking and all of a sudden the blood stain is go gone. And then for the record, Christina, I was 
I knew Dolores couldn't heal herself. What I said was, unless she can heal herself, but that doesn't make sense because if you can heal yourself, you still would have the bloody clothes on. So that can't be what's happening. But you were making fun of me saying, oh, girl, she can't heal herself. I knew that. I was telling you why I knew that wasn't the case. See, I feel like you be just so ready to make fun of me. You be hearing what you want to hear sometimes. I'm just going to put that out there because you was dragging me and I was sitting there running like, I can't even defend myself right now because I'm in the middle of this run. But I did not say she could heal herself. I said, unless she can heal herself, which doesn't make sense because her clothes are are not bloody. Like her clothes are completely fixed. The, heel, the wound's gone. Her ch- clothes, now she's in a dress. Like everything kept changing. So I was like, that can't be it. But um, back to what I was saying about the man in black and William. Um, the reason I, I remember her saying something about the time jump in, you know, past future. And I was like, wait a second. That would make sense. Is William from like, or is William from like the past and the man in black is him 30 years later? And we learned that was true. What really solidified, I was just waiting for it to drop. But what solidified it for me was when he dropped that picture. And I was like, because what's his face found it in like in sand? So I was like, like, it was like in the dirt. And I was like, oh, my God, William, William is the man in black. They are the same person. And as soon as they like, as soon as um he like kind of chuckled when Dolores was like, William's going to come back because he loves me. I was like, that motherfucker is William. I fucking know it. I just know it. And when the reveal came, the sheer joy I felt for finally being right about something. Granted, it was in the the last seconds of my life. You know, I didn't get it as fast as I'm sure you did, Christina. But I was still impressing myself. I will not lie. Because most of the time I'm wrong. And my theories be ridiculous. And... I be just throwing stuff to the wall and that was ridiculous but it turned out to be right so I was pretty impressed with myself um I'm just gonna go through my notes and see if I have anything else about William and the man in black before I move on since we're talking about William I want to talk about what he did to Logan so I I've been calling Logan a fuckboy this whole time and I know what you were saying earlier Christina about Logan not being the worst but it turned out he did give um Dolores to those soldiers and you know if black cells taught me anything and you know I've been you know every book or oh I, I would say um not only books that I read about that that time but freaking um what is it called Game of Thrones whenever they have a woman they either beat her rape her both or murder her or all three like that's all women were good for back then like so i can imagine a soldier like women didn't have to give consent i don't e- i don't even feel like rape was a thing back then it was but it wasn't a crime like no one cared um it just you know some men didn't do it because they felt like it wasn't right and some men did it and didn't give a shit like women were property and i could do whatever i want with it so you can just imagine what those soldiers did what they were programmed to do to Dolores they probably raped her and then tried to kill her and clearly after that she would be rebooted and sent back you know to whatever wherever the home I don't know the wherever they go to be cleaned up and shipped back out so um Logan 
did that knowing what was happening and i feel like he did that in the hopes that william would be watching and see what happened to her so he's a fuck boy so i didn't quite feel bad when logan uh tied him up butt ass naked to a horse and sent him on his way and i think it's really hilarious that he did it i'm assuming he didn't die because you know someone is always watching so someone must have found him but they made it seem like he was crazy i'm not sure exactly how logan riding around naked on a horse in a place where they say what happens in westworld stays in westworld how that affected him on the end i don't know if that horse would just keep going and then maybe he died of dehydration i'm not sure but my assumption is he didn't die because someone one of the hosts or one of the people monitoring the park would have found him unless they didn't have that back then and him dying is one of the reasons why they decided to have you know the protocols with the host and you know people watching surveillance i'm not sure i don't know if i'm supposed to know if logan died but my assumption is he didn't but after what happened maybe he was scared of william and he would just step down i'm not sure so i'm hoping that's something you can explain to me when you go through your um recap okay the last point uh about william that i want to make was that last scene at the end when um when dolores killed uh ford and then started shooting (laughs) all the guests at that um new um narrative party or whatever um we saw william get shoot shot in the arm like it literally splattered blood everywhere so we know he got shot but (laughs) what i couldn't fathom was why that fool looked excited about it like i saw clementine with the gun she had a rifle and she shot him in the arm she was with the savages i don't really like that word but i think that's what they want us to think that they are um but he got shot in the arm he didn't say ow he wasn't like fuck he just he looked shocked and then he looked happy about it like seeing everything that was going on like why is he happy that they just shot him that just lets me know how cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs that motherfucker is. Like, we knew he was a little deranged. And I, like, I felt, I always, like, took the fact that he just looked, like, like Ford, he knew these hosts. Well, the way we thought Ford was. Like, these hosts aren't real. I can treat them anyway. They're fake. Okay. But the fact that they shot him in the arm and he's happy about it just lets me know that, that, thing i thought like i thought he was a little touched it's way worse than i could imagine he's completely off his bonkers um it didn't look like um charlotte got killed but (laughs) dolores is going in on that gun she was using every round in that damn barrel i could i could i could tell that yeah crazy that's all i gotta say about him okay the next little group of people i want to talk about is uh felix mave artemis and uh hector uh first i want to say um when we got the scene where they were being remade that white creamy stuff is that a part of how they get made i just don't know like i saw a spine i didn't see no ribs i i don't know where we're gonna see this but i would like to literally see step by step how we make these people these hosts um 
I being dipped, they were like we saw Maeve coming out. It looked very interesting. Maybe we did see it at the beginning and I just don't remember. I don't know, but the whole process seemed pretty interesting. But when Maeve not Maeve, when Artemis bit off dude's finger, oh my god, and then made him eat it. <laughs> that was some next level type shit right there. Like, wow she really hates them <laughs> that was so crazy but in the same breath when we saw the other guy the nasty dirty fuck boy who was giddily about to penetrate Hector actually I don't even know he actually might have had done it I'm not sure but the thing that really like is unsettling with me is the fact that the dude was neither embarrassed or ashamed of the fact that he was getting lubed up to have sex with one of these hosts. Now, I know that it's not like a perk of working there. Like, I, we know that's not allowed. But the fact that he doesn't even feel ashamed or embarrassed or the fact that he's not even hiding it. We have these glass windows and he's just all willy-nilly getting himself ready got music playing like doing his sexy dance right before he's about to have sex with Hector it just it just boggled my mind the sheer the caudacity is what I was saying like who do you think you are and then the guy was saying like dude you gotta stop that you're gonna get in trouble and then you getting in trouble is gonna get me in trouble no sir you are not about to have sex with this thing in here and then I can be held responsible for it I'm snitching on everybody. I will record you in the middle of it and send it straight to corporate. You are not about to get me fired. Like, I just, I didn't feel bad for him at all. Hector had every right. Like, how dare you? You're not even trying to do this in an area where you can kind of be, like, in the corner somewhere. You in broad sight in the middle of the, the shift with glass, four glass windows. You should really just be ashamed of yourself that's what his ass get and you die with your cock out so that's what you get like that's gotta be embarrassing dumbass do made me mad but i will say hector and artemis were some bad asses i think that's her i think that's what her name is artemis that's a, a greek greek goddess but anyway um the fact that they were like just going around killing people not blinking an eye like that shit was badassery not gonna lie Maeve was just like in the in the background watching her um bodyguards take shit out and Artemis wasn't even scared of that she was like you go we got this I will say though when she when she didn't authorize Hector to get on the elevator I was sad like my ship is dead because she just played him to the left and he wasn't even mad about it he was like okay queen you do you I was like oh my god she just left him lord have mercy <laughs> why you do that to him girl um the other group that I, or the other two i want to talk about is felix and Maeve. first of all that scene where felix uh, found out that bernard was a host i laughed for like five minutes it was so funny like he was looking at himself and she was like oh for god's sakes you're one of them like <laughs> relax you're not but i i laughed because <laughs> i feel like that's a reaction my dumb ass <laughs> to like bernard's a host well who else could be a i would i would literally be looking at myself like i remember seeing baby pictures of myself was all that real oh my god 
oh my god how can i tell let me try and pull up my programming i would do some shit like that and i would feel the same way like but his reaction was real and it cracked me the hell up um the other thing i want to talk about is the fact that mave uh decided she wanted to you know she got the coordinates of her daughter but then in her mind she's like well she's not really my daughter she's not real so i'm gonna leave but then she saw that lady with her daughter on the train and she just became overwhelmed with the need to be with her daughter like like you said like these are not real memories per se but they are really you feel it and you feel the love you feel the need to be with your daughter like that shit's real like if somebody planted a memory in my mind if it feels real how how am I supposed to know that it's not like you got it you know I get it I mean I won't lie I was sad because I wanted to see what the outside of the park looked like and that's pretty selfish of me but I'm not I'm just keeping it real like I wanted maybe to get on that train and leave so I could see like what year are we in if 35 years ago happened and we were watching you know William with that what year are we in now what it look like out there is the world really as shitty as William saying like I I need answers and I want to know um I also think that Felix and Maeve makes really good friends and I like their relationship you know he's a human with the heart and she's a host with her own will so to speak and they get shit done and I'm proud of it and I will say that um her saying you know you're the worst human ever but that's a compliment that was really sweet (laughs) he looked like I felt when she said that like aw I love you too girl it's cool um so now that I got that stuff out of the way I think I went over everything that you know stood out to me but I do have some questions um my first question is um like I know that Dolores is Wyatt that's like a program and she was programmed to kill Arnold per his request like he put that in there um so Ford was saying that no she wasn't alive back then because she only killed him because he programmed her to but now Ford is saying you know that's not like that's what I thought but I don't think that's true she was conscious then because it seems as though he did the same thing that Arnold did he had Dolores kill him but she did it in front of everyone but the difference is like these weren't hosts that she was shooting at these were real people so explain okay I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm just confused on why Ford is saying what Arnold did and what he's doing is different they both ended up dying and but and they're both supposed to show that this park is alive and these hosts are real but why is Ford right but Arnold wasn't there I thought watching it again would it would make more sense to me but it didn't um so I just need that explained you might explain that once the recap happens but I'm just I'm just confused on that um I just need a little more clarification and the rewatch didn't help at all um it probably just made me even more confused which is you know per usual and I'm actually pretty impressed because I thought I was going to be way more confused at the end of this but it it ended up answering a lot of questions so I'm not as confused but I still have that the final my final piece I guess the final question I have is when 
Ford was saying bye to Arnold. Well, it wasn't Arnold, it was Bernard. He was saying bye, like, you know, bye my friend. Like, does that mean that he's somehow, oh, I don't know how to say this. Does that mean that it'll be knowledge, common knowledge now that Arnold is Bernard and, you know, vice versa. So maybe they'll think, maybe I'm thinking too hard. Like, I, I don't know why, but I have... Oh, I have this like feeling in my soul that Ford is going to make it so that because we know William is the top shareholder, like he owns the biggest property or the biggest portion of Westworld. But the way Ford was not surprised that Bernard was alive, but the way that he said goodbye to him, just it, it felt like it meant something. So I, I could be just portraying uh not portraying what is the hell of it what is the word i'm looking for projecting lord have mercy sometimes i'd be questioning my intelligence jeez so i just feel like bernard is gonna play some type of role in important role next season in the corporation type of aspect i'm not sure but like I said I could just be projecting I could just be making shit up or seeing what I want to see because that happens too so yeah that's all I have um I really enjoyed this show it's become like one of my favorite podcasts to wait for be acting real thirsty like shy be like this is the one that we both be waiting for and we make sure we get our feedback in on time so I'm happy that we finally decided to watch this um, after you talking about it for two years straight <laughs> so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So 13,000, woohoo! Like, girl, talking about that's the devil's word. <laughs> facts, though. Facts. You gonna do that 13K? Do it. But I cannot stand working out either. My abs right now are killing me. <laughs> On the second day of the flex belt, I'm just like, ooh, this hurts. This this actually hurts. Um, I hate working out. I can't run. I'm trying to do something to get me on a bike or walk, but it's so cold. And I hate walking when it's cold. And I just can't run. We've already discussed it. We know why. So there we go. I've been doing this routine, but I'm not going to pretend like I've been doing it every day. I have not eventually when like the best thing for me to do is walk and if I could do it more I would but I need to do it on a trail or something but otherwise I mean if the weather was better it'd be easier for me and I'm totally gonna pull you into the Westworld hole you'll it'll sneak up on you um laughing at shy it's gonna find you too and then why it was a personality type uh so that was the villain that they merged with dolores's personality if i understood that question correctly and is teddy woke mildly curious 
that's all i'll say to that uh girl even in your feedback i heard myself saying from misfits heal yourself heal yourself so i totally might have just misheard everything and only heard that from your feedback last week so i love that the show does guide you appropriately to the timing of hey this is uh this is william i will say when i watched this i was convinced that the man in black was logan so no until episode 10 i did not know so well done for your team effort with shy uh did he give them to dolores oh okay so i wrote some notes on this scene because you were saying dolores had given or logan had given dolores over to be sexually assaulted by the confederates and it's not to say that they wouldn't do anything like that because it's supposed to be the confederate army however logan did not do so recall that camp of soldiers that was with um william and logan william killed all of them he he like just took them all out (laughs) so this other girl like they don't know who william's looking for he's just saying did you see a girl and he's like well well, we saw a girl (laughs) we might have done some stuff with her and it's not to say that they wouldn't have found uh dolores and done anything with her but logan didn't have anything to do with that transaction uh so what happened to logan asked me in season two he was happy the man in black because now the host can fight back because now that means his his world has real stakes but he still doesn't believe these are real people which is where he is just so psychologically off the roof it's not even funny uh you did see the process in episode six on how the hosts are made first there's the exoskeleton and then they're kind of fleshed up in the white i want to call it uh amniotic fluid because that's what it reminds me of the milk but from there they're uh shaped and molded and they're given their tissue their eyeballs are all made by hand uh then they're put in their head if you go back to episode six uh Maeve, when she starts that journey you'll get more of an insight into how they're made you were calling artemis or armistice artemis and i was thinking of artemis in utopia but she is armistice i believe she's a uh, a god too but i don't remember which one and yep this behavior is acceptable behavior the sexually violation or sexual violation of hosts is rather prolific in this park and we see that because sylvester had made a whole side business out of it and then you have others that are rather cowardly like felix that don't say anything about it so this duo we see at the end is felix and sylvester 2.0 and probably accounts for exactly why the body shop acts the way it does uh, it's rather steeped in corruption even good elsie kissed clementine and she didn't have her consent to do that <laughs> i laugh when you said my ship is dead <laughs> felix was hilarious and he was in the flash if you recall his character season six i believe um i remember is when 
Iris lost her powers because he's the one that transferred him. Run, Iris, run. We all stand Felix and May's friendship. And it's a it's a juxtaposition against another one for William. Like, look, May meets this nice, yeah, she needs a douchebag in Sylvester. Uh, but she meets a good person in Felix. And um, that really imprints on her as well. Dolores wasn't fully conscious back then via the fact that she didn't have free will, right? If it was her choice, she wouldn't have killed Arnold. Arnold had to give her a voice command to do it. Like he told her what the plan was. She says, I don't think I can do that. And he said, fine, I'll help you. I'll pull the trigger and guide you, right? So Ford was absolutely correct that she didn't make a conscious decision at that moment what ford mistakenly did was not acknowledge that she could eventually with time make a conscious decision that she had that capability that any of the hosts did that's not to say he wasn't manipulative in things um we clearly saw he was manipulative in what was going on with Maeve, and because she made a choice at the end she herself was not given but she chose free will over getting or staying on the train and escaping which she also wanted but it really wasn't her choice um and yes the death of children seemed to be a theme of suffering that aspect of our lives and then Ford saying, bye, my friend. Uh, no, it's not common knowledge that Bernard is Arnold. That's never going to come. That's just, it's been buried, right? What's happened to the partner? Bernard Lowe has been exonerated and reinstated back to working for Dello. So as far as anyone would know, when they see Bernard, he's just the guy that's head of behavior. Uh, Bernard's playing... A role in corporate shit mildly interesting so i can't wait to see you in season two that'll be happening next week and we'll talk more <laughs> about some of the things that you had questions about because some of it i just didn't touch on because it's coming soon so last but not least let's head over to our shyness hey christine it's me shy all right all right it's time for me to get into this westworld finale i try to or season one finale i should say i try to get my thoughts together i even watched the episode twice obviously you knew about last weekend i watched it again today which is saturday just to refresh my mind write some notes and in hopes of maybe gaining a better understanding of what i saw last week and i will say that i i mean the second time around i feel like i have a better grip on what happened and what's going on but at the same time maybe not so yeah i'm just gonna go over what i think happened what i think is going on or whatever the case may be and you'll be there to steer me in the right direction <laughs> if I'm 
going way off the beaten path. So, first thing first, um, I would like to say that I'm at least happy that me and Mimi pieced together the William Man in Black theory. Um, Because my mind, I mean, it's like I was on the cusp of figuring it out and then Mimi put that final piece in there and it's like like an epiphany like yes that's it that's what it is so yes thank you Mimi thank you for taking it to the next level of you know pushing my mind to that final spot of figuring it out because it was just it was teasing me it was teasing me and yes so glad about that it explains a lot. It explains a lot of my feelings that things were not quite adding up in certain things and it making sense. Because like I was saying, the man in black and William in the later episodes, in the more recent episodes, were giving off the same cray cray vibes. In the beginning, no. I wouldn't have made that connection if you put a gun to my head. But towards the end when he was going down this dark path and then we see man in black and of course you know of course as i'm thinking about it we've never seen them and seen together they never and it just seemed like it was like different times going on and i just couldn't put my finger on like how is that possible or what what does that mean so i just kept pushing it to the side and leaving it alone because i couldn't articulate what you know what I was trying to say because this this show has just got you pulling you in all different directions and going down so many different rabbit holes that it's hard to make headway on which ones is legit and which ones you know you're going off the beaten path with that being said in my way of thinking and what my interpretation of this episode in regards to the maze the maze is the road to consciousness. So, so that's the that's what Arnold was trying to get the host to. Um, that's the maze, figuring out a way to get to this next level of consciousness, uh, which and then has you, you know, thinking that these are live people like they are living human you know living creatures just like us humans are and my thoughts on this you know in regards to the man in black aka William is that you know the older version of William is that he couldn't understand that because he lacked conscious he lacked the conscience so when he was confronting Dolores about the maze and when they kept saying what did they say that the maze was not meant for you that's i'm thinking that's what they meant is the fact that because you lack a conscience it's not it's not meant for you and i do agree with what arnold said you know by giving these hosts a conscious or trying to develop a conscious with these hosts them developing this park would have been a living hell because you know you're turning in into more human-like beings and therefore it doesn't make sense for what the park purpose was going to be because this was supposed to be an escapism 
um, from the real world. And so when you're bringing the real world so lifelike into the park, it just, to me, it defeats the purpose. But I'll get into that in a little bit when I talk more about something the man in black said. But so basically Arnold killed himself through Dolores. So, I mean, in the essence, he committed suicide and his hope was that he had Dolores and Teddy kill all the hosts and then kill him and then, them, you know, kill themselves or Dolores killed Teddy and then herself in order to keep the park from opening to um, stop the project, stop the work. He thought through him the work would die um, once he killed all the hosts and then himself. But that ended up not being the case, obviously. But I tell you what, it's always the quiet ones that ends up being the most deranged, the most cray cray. Because like we, I talked about before, you know, he started out this button up, straight, straight lace, quiet, unassuming type of guy. And towards the end, we saw obviously man in black version. But I'm just saying towards the end, as younger William as he slowly descends into this um a type of person he ended up being we just see him turn into that it's like wow you know you would have thought logan would have been that guy but nope it's the unassuming ones that end up always being the cray craze i like what you were saying christina about um the man in black or william i'm sorry you know they're both one and the same but you know your thoughts on him in your last podcast i believe when it came to just how warped his mind was because he can at the in the same breath he can believe that dolores is real and you know he wants to run away with dolores and have this life with dolores but at the same time the other hosts you know he had no qualms about murdering the other hosts aren't they supposed to be just as real but so how does he make that distinction between Dolores and the other host? So shouldn't the other host be just as alive as Dolores? Yet he had no issues with killing, dismembering, um, brutally murdering these people and uh, these hosts um, that he supposedly think of as people because he's so invested. He's willing to um, throw it all away for Dolores and this these feelings he call himself having for her because she's alive so yeah we see this how his mind snaps throughout the you know the slow progression to his mind snapping to where he even said it in this episode I mean he doesn't even understand what's real and what's not I mean or he he's mixing up the world to the point where it doesn't even make sense it's like he it's like he forgot you know what was real along the way because he got so immersed in this world and that and what he said to um ford in the end or not in the end i don't remember when he said it but about him wanting to bring the real world you know he wanted the host to have to be able to he wanted bigger stakes in, you know, the host being able to uh, fight back and, 
you know, basically be the real world. And so back to what I said a little bit earlier and I'm, I'm said before, that's that defeats the purpose of the park. You come to the park to escape the real world, to, you know, it's real. It has real world characteristics, but it's not the real world. And so but when you're trying to create an environment that's eerily similar to the real world, that you have real world stakes. So I'm like, who would want to come to a world where there's no guarantee that you're going to come out alive? Like, why would I go to a world (laughs) where I could be killed? You know, why, why, why would I do that? I mean, I might as well just stay home and just live my life. So what the man in black was wanting didn't make any sense to me. I like what Arnold said about the outskirts of of the maze is where madness is like the center is where you want to be the further out you go the the um your consciousness is where madness is and I feel like that's basically what happened to William because toward in the episode when he was um with Logan before he Logan went off into the sunset I don't even know what happened to Logan um they were on the outskirts and so I felt like that was like a metaphor or you know or tie into that that he was on the outskirts of he was he was mad he he had reached the brink of madness at this point um so I thought that was interesting at least that's my take on that scene on that moment um is that he had become something snapped in him so but yeah curious as to, I mean what did was he was that like us they supposed to think that Logan was killed or he was sent out of the park I'm not I was kind of confused about that Logan moment when he slapped the horse and he went riding off naked I'm not gonna lie I enjoyed that scene with Dolores kicking on um, the man in black ass and yeah I was I was all for that I was <laughs> Sorry, I got interrupted. Uh, of course I did. You know, just never fails. I'm sitting here, you know, minding my business all day. As soon as I start to record, not everybody wants my attention. I don't even know what I was saying. I think I was happy about Dolores uh, initially beating up on the man in black. Yeah, I just think along the way, you know, everyone's just concept of this park and what it's supposed to be about just got twisted i mean i feel closer to ford's i feel like i'm closer to ford's way of thinking than arnold and the man in black because they were talking about consciousness having free will and basically you know developing a world that was the same as the real world yet you know you want i mean it doesn't make sense so you know, my thing is, and I get, you know, and I do understand that Arnold tried to stop the park development, but it's like, you know, you and Ford have this dream of building this thing, and then you go back on that because you wanted to push things to the next level. And then when you realize you accomplished your dream of this consciousness, you wanted to, you know, shut down shop. And then Ford obviously wasn't trying to hear that because this was his dream this is what he envisioned and you took his dream and you turned it into something else that he wasn't on board with so once you died obviously 
Ford was devastated because they were best friends. Um, he had love for Arnold, but he moved forward with his dream originally until he realized apparently that what Arnold said was right. What I mean, at this point, you've developed a consciousness in these hosts, so there's no going back. And, you know, that's my way of looking at it. And I believe that's Ford's way of looking at it at this point. Um, once all that, once the seed was planted, it you can't go back. Um, so he was trying to teach them. From what I understand, he was saying he was trying to teach. He told Bernard at the end, he was trying to teach them to learn the human ways so they can learn to defeat, rise and defeat the humans. Is that where I'm the where, where my understanding of what he was telling Bernard? I know I'm jumping all over the place, but it's like as I'm remembering, I wrote some notes, but you know, you know how I am when it comes to notes. It's like when something comes to me, I just start going off on another tandem. I enjoyed Maeve's um story too, uh, her storyline, and my understanding of that is that was a pretty interesting twist because she was thinking that she was escaping and she was making her own decisions and she was no longer um a puppet you know with for the puppet masters type of thing and then bernard busted her bubble by telling her that oh no this is still the narrative you're still being controlled and that pissed her off which I did not see coming. I was like, ooh, they're rising, you know. But then again, that goes back to what I was saying, thinking earlier, saying that Ford knows everything that goes on in this park. And even this, what she's doing was is, was programmed. So while we're thinking that, oh yeah, she busted out of this and she's figuring everything out, that was always meant to happen, which threw me for a complete loop because I did not see that coming and it's funny that um when they found Bernard that Felix and he found out Bernard was a host that Felix for a second thought that he might have been a host <laughs> Maybe it's like relax you're 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 still a turd um so that was funny um of course we get to see another creepy staffer who's taking advantage of the host in his perverted way Ugh. so i wasn't too sad to see him go um when he was jerking off with hector but anybody else get terminator vibes when Armist armistice is that how you say her name woke up from you know she crunched the guy's hand off or finger off and woke up from her stays whatever she had she was in her sleep her deep sleep sleep mode and was it just her mannerisms were so terminator like and i'm telling you these i i mean these actors are better than me because just to spend so much of the episode of these scenes butt naked oh my god i can't even imagine <laughs> i mean it's got to be weird just sitting there butt naked and not moving uh, while people are moving around you and there's cameras on you i've thought that all season i don't think if i, I don't think i've mentioned that before i think mimi did uh, about the nakedness of this season how crazy that was and how and to me that alone uh just set the bars you know to have them just sitting there 
naked and just and not being conscious of being naked and not acting like they were naked because um, that's the point they're hosts they don't think the way we do but to have the actors do that was amazing I forget who said that was it I think it was Arnold that said how can you learn from your mistakes if you can't remember them which is a very excellent point and again for the host that would defeat the purpose of them being able to remember we don't want them to remember especially if we're making a world to where people could come in and do whatever the hell they want to them and then they go about their go back to their real world and leave these hosts um to deal with that and so if you have them remember all that then they can't truly come into this world and do whatever the hell they want just like i said before they're gonna have to have uh rules and regulations because the hosts remember so and they're not erasing their memory and they have a conscious so that puts the park on a whole nother path than what it was at least or i don't know if it was intended to be or what they were envisioning it to be so again what's the point of being there if you're gonna if it's the same rules then that you have to live in the real world all right that part where teddy and dolores when he comes to get her and when she got stabbed by the man in black um that was another <laughs> i was not i did not see that coming um when they went to the beach and they have that whole scene of her dying and then next you know they pan in and there's the audience sitting there watching it i was like okay <laughs> was not expecting that and so just it brings it back into focus that you know you can get you even as the audience even though we know it's a part where you get caught up in the story too and we forget that it's a story and not real and so that was funny now the scene when uh Maeve Homestice and Felix and Hector are trying to escape the you know the facility um and with them saying that that's part of her story even though she's you know protesting that um so I'm guessing that all these all these security people people that they're fighting and shooting on their way out to get to the real world are hosts as well um because i'm like where's stubs at because i didn't see stubs in the security room or anywhere it's just black guy so i'm like are these all hosts playing a part of this whole thing of you know for mob story why did i say that see now i'm reverting back to that Maeve story um so that was interesting i i'll you know of course it's hard not to your mind not to go there and think that they're hosts because of everything that's gone down um that there are hosts perpetrating as humans in the real world so i thought that was interesting um So we learned that Arnold programmed Wyatt into Dolores, that Wyatt is a victim, victim, is a villain, and he programmed her to be able to kill. Is that why 
why it exists. Um, he has the capability of killing, um, killing people. Um, so I'm thinking that's what it is since he had Dolores kill him. So William becoming an investor is how the part got to be the way it was. But I'm thinking that as time went on, like he was saying, he wanted the park to be more realistic. Um, and so that's why he's wanting to buy out or force out Ford because he has his own vision of the park and Ford is still more of the uh, PG version of the park. I know to say PG version when there's naked people and sex and orgies everywhere, but I'm just saying com- compared to uh, the man in black. Her four says the key to awakening is suffering, and so and that they need to suffer more in order to escape. And I can I can understand that because I think I do think that we as humans we grow more from our trials and tribulations um than we do um through the good stuff um because trials and tribulations forces you to rise above to push beyond whereas people can be more content when they're happy and settled and they don't push themselves as much so i I can see that i can see how needing them to suffer a great tragedy is what pushes the character uh, we see that with uh, Maeve we see that with Dolores so yeah um, that makes sense and we see that with Bernard with the death of his son so yeah that yeah that, I, I like that saying so is Ford having Dolores kill him his way of giving the middle finger to Charlotte and the man in black and all the investors that's trying to push him out because he was really calm when Charlotte was telling him that he's out the board has spoken and he's out and you know you need to say your goodbye speech tonight and he was like okay so I'm like "Mm." (laughs) as we've known throughout this season with Ford he he always got something up his sleeve and he always knows what's going on and and he he's always seems to be one step ahead of everybody else or a few steps ahead of everybody else and so i figured he saw this coming and so that whole scene with all the hosts coming out and dolores killing shooting up the place and shooting him and killing him it was their way of rising um and he knew that was going to happen so that's why he was calm um i don't know that one's hard to uh piece together so i'm hoping that christina you can delve more into that in your um recount of the episode i know i'm talking calmly now but i was all deep in my fields with confusion and excitement and just all over the place last week but I had a week to <clears throat> settle in, think about it, watch the episode again. So I'm a little bit more 
calm as I'm giving my thoughts and feelings but I really 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 enjoy season one I know there's so much more I could talk about but I will not because I'm already getting to that point to where I've said more than enough um and I could just continue on like I said and I won't do that because I know that you're going to talk about all of this stuff and if I have questions we could talk offline once I listen to your podcast so because again um you'll probably give me better clarification on what all went down uh, especially if I'm way off basis with what I'm saying so look forward to hearing what you and Mimi have to say about this season and very excited to see what goes on season two excuse me I'm really curious as to where we go from here um now that Ford is dead and the hosts are I don't know I guess they rose up to go against the humans I'm thinking I don't know so anyway, I don't know what to think as far as what season two has to offer. I'm just going to, you know, watch it and take it from here or take it from there, I should say. Until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Shy. All right, boo-boo queen. That's Shy with her thoughts on her epi- on the episode. Jesus it is so late that words are just smashing together like ship names william and the man in black they had the same cray cray vibes <laughs> i was like you're just like they just have the same cray cray vibes the maze um correct is the guide to consciousness but that's not the reason why william couldn't do it it's because he wasn't a host he was a human and you were talking about how he had a lack of conscious consciousness is a different as a self-awareness of you and your environment which is conscious is you know your it's the empathy level uh that you are prone to any situation or certain situations now i heard you go back and forth with you know the morality of this place and i'm gonna make just a few minor adjustments to your uh what you're thinking here um yes arnold is like yeah it's unconscionable unconscionable jesus for these hosts to be in this park and endure all this terrible thing if we open it as a park however arnold also is the one that developed consciousness in them Uh, so that was going back to what you were saying about ford like well ford built this for one reason and arnold kind of hijacked it for another reason and then in the end wanted to be like oh this was terrible for them but it wasn't intended it was the mistake and then when ford shut it down when he wanted to introduce the concept he did it behind his back in secret and then you were referencing how they want them to look more human like why would you want them to make more human remember that was a corporate decision uh it was a more like a financial decision that it was cheaper to put this silicone skin on them and make them look more human like 
than it was to upkeep the more metallic portion of them so that's to, more, to do more with financial than anyone making them more human and then i'll address another line that you said um so yeah they didn't want corporate didn't make or want them to feel more human william was suffering what i was telling y'all caleb was suffering and raised by wolves is it by wolves or with wolves by wolves i believe um is that that disconnect between your realities which is something you were talking about uh once you immerse yourself in one world how do you then go to this different completely other world that has conflicting belief systems and yet both worlds are real to you that cause cognitive dissonance uh white privilege though is ultimately what william is and then the further that william got to the park that uh analogy that you made to the host that you know they go into madness i'm not sure if william like i know i'm saying and i we make the joke like he's bought batshit crazy and we mean it in the he's not making logical rational decisions but it's not even there is that to some extent but sometimes people can be crazy as a fox (laughs) you ever hear that statement where he more accepts or uh transforms into a more villainous role he becomes free of all the things that tells him i shouldn't and he becomes the man he wanted to be or maybe has always fantasized himself being and that man has come out in this park and then he he chose to send his brother-in-law out into the park whom he abused and left for dead to descend into madness those are the two i would kind of take away from that analogy but i liked the analogy you were you were putting out there i think that this the park just shows you like william like logan said who you really are william created his story and when he's here he is the master of his story he's fully in control in a way he doesn't feel despite being very well off in the real world actually playing what it sounds like like your foundation saved our sister's lives like you're playing the hero in that world but you're more your affinity is with the villain in this world i think that probably was better than the convoluted shit i was saying before uh you summed up forward perfectly though um and i kind of wonder where is that moment that he knew he made that mistake that consciousness was a real thing just curious terminator armistice yes love it if you see that end scene you're really gonna love it even more um so we talked about this before your idea of the concept of a park um and i think it goes back to that it the intentions and then what it became once again from different parties and we don't have that whole story yet so i will say some of those things you're coming back to is because you don't have the pieces of those puzzles yet 
however i think there's a difference between what ford wanted what arnold wanted and then what the board wanted and then what william wants they're all not the same thing despite them all technically being under the same umbrella and that's where i think when you're assigning uh culpability out it's who is culpable for what and then dolores she chose or she did not choose to kill arnold but she chose to kill ford that was all her decision and it was set up rather nicely for why she should kill ford by ford himself uh are you outside because it sounded like he was on a porch and i heard nature everywhere and i was really jealous because i really want a porch okay so here's back to what i was saying a second ago william isn't making the host lifelike it's actually ford and bernard who have been modifying their behavior all this time so that they're perfecting their host traits they're becoming more human that's all ford and bernard bernarnold that's what i'm just gonna call him bernarnold william just wants things to have stakes he doesn't necessarily care if the hosts are elaborate or not he has no i mean they've mentioned several times about simplifying simplifying means roll back and make a more stilted because as charlotte says most people that come here just want a warm body to fucker shoot so all of that work is arnold or bernardold and ford trying to make the host much more lifelike and since they're conscious why not you you create man if god was man or man was god or whatever way you say that you created in your image <laughs> the board wants them all the way rolled back because it's easier william just wants to win fighting his own demons also he said bernardold so much easier when i say bernardold bernardold said that only a handful of hosts over the years have woke so keep that in mind that while yes some of these hosts have the capability of going conscious most of them go mad and a handful actually really attain that state of conscious being and after 35 years really only two <laughs> have managed to reach the next level and that's only after 35 years of suffering so while arnold was making quite a strong case one could not blame ford for arguing in the other direction because none of the hosts actually were there yet not until this very moment and they still needed assistance to get there they still had to go through what they got went through to reach this level and then he gave them the reveries and then they started to remember <laughs> neither one of you mentioned charlotte's rather cryptic line so i'll leave that alone and then the park is layered by violence level so ford um his storylines once again were pg-13 he has no control over uh you know 
he has control but you know what i mean like the like they explain episode two that Sweetwater is kind of like the base right and then the further you go out is when you get more dangerous when you can get actually hurt where things are more violent and rapey and pillagey all that's further out and they have different zones now we know zone one seems to be where the homesteaders are and the pg-13 people like people are clearly bringing their kids here so there is a part of this park that isn't steep in the debacle that we've been watching for 10 episodes there's even indication in this episode that there's much more of the park than even we're aware of as the audience and thus it's simply just a matter of where your level is on where you decide to go as a guest so there's no there's no manipulation by ford with that but ford does want to be forgiven because he knows that he did sacrifice their suffering in order to have them grow so that they would make moves later on but it still was something they had to suffer and as someone that is your creator i mean that's kind of like the 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 essential question when you're suffering you always look at god and say how could you if you're so benevolent and this that and the other thing how can you allow such things to happen how can you let suffering be the thing that drives us but as mimi pointed out in her feedback and you as well suffering is a uh quintessential part of being human and without conflict without suffering uh you aren't challenger you get lazy and your idealisms uh it pushes you further it's not to say you can't but it definitely shapes you in a different more profound way as a human being and it can be in small ways like growing up in the ghetto and growing up in the suburbs are two different lifestyles right and they teach you two different lessons and that's why people in the suburbs can't go to the ghetto but people in the ghetto can't go to the suburbs (laughs) you know that's the funny thing is is those things we're not allowed in the suburbs i mean we get in some of them but then they try to jack up the real estate prices to make sure either we don't get in more don't get in or they simply move out and fuck the real estate prices so that anyhow we won't get into the housing thing (laughs) right now but the point is is that nurture nature those things if you're born into tougher conditions you will be made of tougher stuff you're given street smarts when you're born in the ghetto versus in the suburbs you probably could tell me what michelangelo was thinking and blah 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 because you have book smarts and it's not to say you can't have both but but that requires emotional intelligence and yes quite frankly some level of trauma and he was dying that's why he was calm girl he was like i know what today is it's my dead anniversary yeah yeah it's my dead anniversary <laughs> all right it is so late and i'm already just so 
slap happy right now so i'm gonna wrap it up if you want to send feedback for the next episode blackgirlcouch.gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast black girl couch reviews is where it's at find me on all my social platforms below as well or wherever good podcasts can be found until next time peace hair grease black girl magic <laughs>